Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life, you've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game, and you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down. I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with. And yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work, and you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you, apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. You get coaching with me, and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve. And spots, once again, are super limited. So make sure you apply. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram handles Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have a very special guest with us, Kristen Bourgeois from the ESL program. She's a graduate of the program and she's here today to talk to us about her journey and tell parts of her story. So I'm so excited to have you, Kristen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. And I do have a bio. I want to just let the audience know a little bit about you. So Kristen is a divorced single mom of two adult daughters and one teenage son. She spent 21 years as a special education teacher before graduating with her master's degree in special education. And she is an advocate for those with special needs and their families. And now she evaluates and assesses students with learning disabilities. She loves working out, journaling, meditating, and is passionate about personal growth. She's a reality TV fan, true crime podcast junkie, and the 
biggest fan of her Italian greyhound, Finn. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you. I should probably add, and I thought about this later, I should probably add a huge fan of Taylor Swift as well. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> it's so funny. I didn't start liking Taylor until her latest music, Midnights and Folklore. And I just like, wow, she's really evolved as an artist. The lyrics are good. So she she kind of caught me by surprise. Like I, yeah. I like her now. So. I remember listening. It's funny, you know, she just re-released her new Speak Now ver- Taylor's yes. version. And I used to listen to that in the car when my daughters were little. And so it's been fun to go back and revisit oh. that now that they're adults. We all have, we have a little Swifty group chat that we send text messages oh my gosh. all the time. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's so fun. Hmm. And I'm I'm excited just to ask you about your journey inside of the program. You are, you're one of the students where... I can say, I know that you were an incredible student. You showed up, you did the work. So it's always fun for me to talk to graduates like you who really have just transformed their lives in the program. Um, I'd love to just start with you telling us a little bit about your story and then what brought you to the program. Okay. Um, So I was married for 22 years um, and then got a divorce. I have my three children. So I quickly became a single mom trying to figure that whole situation out. Um, it was, it was a pretty unhealthy relationship, um, for a pretty long period of time. Um, and I just didn't really know any better. I just kind of figured that's the way things were sometimes. And, um, you know, I, I started probably in the middle of the process, I started reading some personal growth, self-development books and became like a voracious reader. I know you and I have that in common with our huge library of books that we have um, and started listening to podcasts. And I actually stumbled upon your podcast in the middle of that as well. um, And just became highly aware of things that I had never, I had never really heard about attachment issues or attachment theory. Um, And then just as I started listening to how um, things were going, I, I identified a lot with your anxious, <laughs> anxiously attached friends. And so I just couldn't get enough of that and kept, you know, kind of, kind of doing that. So I've been a fan of yours for quite a while. And I've actually listened to you interview several people that you, that have graduated from the program. Um, you know, I, I have some other parts of my story where like, you know, I, I lost 80 pounds and started working out regularly. Um, and on the surface, I think was getting my master's degree. I think I kind of looked like I was rocking the whole like single mom divorce thing, but internally I was really struggling. All of my relationships around me were really struggling. And um, in some really strange way, I kind of thought last summer was like, I felt like it was a finish line for me. Like if I could just get the master's degree, start the new job, everything in my life would kind of just figure itself out. Um, And then my job actually, as much as I love it and am passionate about it, it's a very difficult job. Um, and I just quickly found out that all of the things internally that I had been struggling with and really never dealt with, um, just came crashing down and caught up with me by about February of, or March of this year, probably February. It was February, I think when I joined. Um, and I just was at my rock bottom where I just knew I needed some direction. I've always been a therapy girl, but I'm kind of like the picture perfect therapy girl. I can talk about all of the things we need to talk about and I can give the correct answers but I just needed more guidance and actionable steps on like how to put things in place. And so that's why I kind of took the leap of faith and jumped into your program because I felt like that was the push that I needed to kind of really figure out 
um, what I just have continued to struggle with despite other changes that I've made in my life. So that's kind of how I, kind of how I found your program. Thank you, Kristen. So, so much I can ask you about just in what you (laughs) shared. And of course you're being vulnerable with us and I appreciate that. And I know that the women listening appreciate that as well. And you said something so powerful, which is where you're talking about like on paper and from the external eye, it just seems like everything in your life was turning around. You know, you're getting the degree, you had this fitness wellness transformation, and you were looking like from the outside that everything was great in the divorce life. And then internally, it's a different story. And I can so relate to that of like hitting different milestones, getting the doctorate or, you know, finally becoming the size six or whatever goal I had for myself. And then getting there and realizing like, oh, I'm, I'm still me. I'm still doing the same things. I'm still attracting the same kind of people. So like when you were at that rock bottom place and noticing you still felt that way internally, what do you think some of the beliefs were like beliefs that you had about yourself and beliefs that you had about relationships? Um, I had a lot of beliefs around having to hustle or earn love from others, having to prove that I was worthy of it, um, having to self-sacrifice and self-sabotage in order to meet the other person's needs, but being so far out of touch with my own that I didn't even know what those were. Um, I couldn't really vocalize. I'd never really even thought about it. What is it that I really need from another person? Um, I struggle a lot with, um, or did really, uh, with, uh, self-love and really believing it. Like I would tout like, oh yeah, well, I mean, I love myself. Right. But I didn't know what that really looked like because I, um, had so much shame around feeling like when I made a mistake, like it was just such, like it was part, it wasn't, I couldn't separate what I had done from who I was as a person and the shame I carried around from that just made me feel like I, I just wasn't really worthy of what it is that I've always wanted um, in a relationship, not just from another, from a partner, but just in all of my personal relationships, feeling like um, the people pleasing, the codependency, that sort of thing really kind of ruled all of that for me. Mm. I love that you're able to acknowledge that and just have that awareness of where you were at. And I think it's so powerful when we can say like, Hey, you know, of course I had 22 years in this marriage. I had all these ways of being all these beliefs about myself, beliefs about relationships. And that was my reality. And that was what had been hardwired for, for me. And you know, you were trying so hard on your own, probably to have different ways of being and new ways of being and the fresh start post-divorce. But then when you're really honest with yourself, like realizing that, that you need help. And I think that's so hard for us, especially as independent, strong women. I know I've struggled with that just to acknowledge, right? Like, I have have a really hard time asking for it. Um, I can acknowledge that I need it, but I in the historically have been a self-isolator. So I've actually learned to speak up with my friends and be like, if you're not hearing from me, there's a reason. Like, I need you to reach out and call me out for that. So Mm. um, I think my friends kind of know now that that's what I tend to do. Um, But that's really when I need to use my voice and ask for help. And I agree. I think that what I had done was created this persona or I just used the busyness to 
distract and kind of numb myself from what I really needed to pay attention to. And when all that kind of came to a screeching halt last summer, when everything changed with my job and I finished school and all of that, I kind of had to come face to face with like what was, what was left. And, um, you know, in February, I just knew like, I, I mean, I'll never forget. I was just sitting in the parking lot waiting to pick my son up from school, just crying because like, I was like, this just can't be my life. Like it's gotta be, it's gotta be better than this. So that's kind of how I took that first step. Oh, and I'm so glad you did. And so glad that our paths were able to cross and you came into the program and I just want to acknowledge that you, you took that step and you asked for help and just how empowering that is. And I hope anybody listening, like whatever area in your life, like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Like Kristen, you're such a good example of that. Um, but tell us about, okay, you come in the program, like, tell us about the journey of doing the work. And I guess just some of your biggest takeaways and transformations while in the program. So it's funny you say that because one of the very first things you have us do is work on what you call your morning alignment tool. And you have to, you have to figure out what your vision is, right? And your, you have to do a vision map and you have to come up with all these different things that you see for yourself and different areas of your life. And I got so frustrated in that first exercise because I was like, I don't even know what I want. I, I don't even know, like, what, do we, what is it that I want? I was so out of touch with, like, because I've always worried about everyone else. I've always put everyone else's needs ahead of my own. And um, to have to sit with myself and really think about what that was, while it was really hard, and it actually took me a little bit to get going, but then like the teacher in me kicked in and I, you know, did this really huge PowerPoint and it was beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I put a, I put a lot of time and effort into it, but I go back, I still go back to that every single day because it just gets me grounded. It's the first thing I put in my brain when I wake up in the morning. Um, so that was a huge one for me. Just number one, that to be so like, just in your face of, you don't even know, like you don't, you've just, you've detached from yourself so much that you don't even know what the things are that you want. And so to just allow yourself to sit with that, um, Whereas before I might've seen it as selfish, right? Because, oh, I just do everything for everyone else. It felt so good to do that for myself um, and to honor myself in that way. And so that one was a big one for me. Um, I really liked how we had to dig deep in the things that we truly believed about ourselves, our beliefs, mm -hmm. our limiting beliefs, the beliefs. And, then, and then replacing Kristen, those. You're saying such good things. It's like, I have to pause you. So I'm so <laughs> sorry. I got to go no, back fine. to the morning alignment and then we'll go to beliefs, but what I loved about what you said is this fact that you had been so disconnected from yourself that you didn't know what you want. And that kind of gives me goosebumps because I think about like all the people listening to this who are in that place and just that we're not taught to tune inwards, right? Like so, so many of us are conditioned to be prioritizing other people's needs, making sure that we're safe in our relationships and doing what, what we think is going to get other people's love. And just the fact that, you know, you weren't in that place where you didn't know what you wanted, but that you were still willing to move forward. And, and the beauty is like inside the program, getting curious about your internal experience and what do I really want? Building that new identity foundation. And then over time, you just get more and more clear. And just like you said, you're still doing this every day. And that, that morning alignment is just, it's so much more powerful the longer you do it because you have so much more self-trust and you know what you want. So I love that you push through the uncertainty 
And now you have that connection to your, your inner self. Yeah. Um, the, like, I, like I was saying, the limiting belief work was really big for me too. And I still, um, I still go back to that a lot. Um, especially cause you know, I, identify as an anxious attacher, but I like to, am becoming more secure every single day. Right. Um, but I definitely still lean that direction. And so there are times where I recognize inside myself that I'm having those tendencies or those feelings again. And I use a lot of that limiting belief versus new belief work to go back to in the times where I'm feeling, um, a little overwhelmed or stressed to help keep me grounded. Yeah. And Kristen, one thing I guess I don't usually ask this question, but I'm especially curious for you. Um, were you aware of your limiting beliefs? Cause I know you said you'd done therapy, like you had a lot of awareness. Were there ones that you were aware of and maybe ones that had been unconscious? Mm, uh, yeah, I would say that there were some that I was aware of, but I didn't, I didn't know where the root cause of that came from. I had never linked that to like some, things probably from my childhood or just things that I kind of picked up along the way and, and even relationships from when I was younger. Um, and then, yeah, there were some that I, cause again, <laughs> when I was trying to figure all those out, I had a few that just came out pretty quickly, but I definitely referenced your list of some common ones. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I, that's wow. Like I'd never heard it vocalized or put that way before. And I was like, but I, like, I really identify with that one. Um, and so mm. I didn't, I think the biggest one for me, and this ties a little bit into like some things that have happened this year too. I was recently diagnosed with ADHD and, um, you know, as a 46 year old woman being newly diagnosed with ADHD, you can imagine the shame I've carried around for years for things that I've struggled with that are probably, or I know directly related to that, um, to the point where I have always been so scared to make mistakes that like it's, it causes a physical reaction in me if I, if there's something that I do wrong. And so I think one of my biggest wins is that, and especially in the new job that I'm in where I'm brand new and learning new things is that, um, every upper, every mistake I've made has been my greatest, like ability to grow within my new profession. And I have embraced that instead of becoming so ashamed of the fact that, oh, I didn't do this correctly, or I missed this. And I, you know, that was wrong. So Yes. Just the, the self-acceptance, radical mm-hmm. self-acceptance. And, and when you talk about the beliefs and then being able to link them to what happened, that's so key. I think a lot of people don't realize that in order to fully let go of our past, in order to really heal, we have to have understanding of where things came from. So we, we have to have that understanding and then we can have compassion and then we can let it go. I think too much of the personal development world is just trying to have you like replace with affirmations or, you know, even like script the life that you want without having you fully release your past. And I think that's one of the things that's unique about the program. And I know you, you agree with that, that making those links of where did this come from? And then it's that compassion and then it's the release. And then just like with the, diagnose that, that you have, it's like, it gives you that understanding and then it gives you compassion and then you could show up differently, but without understanding as humans, it's hard for us to be compassionate. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's, it's been, it's been nice because it's been so, um, I think one of the greatest, it's funny 
I kind of went into this program thinking it was going to solve problems. Everything about how like my, like a personal partnership relationship was with me, but in all honesty, what it's really done has kind of transformed my relationship with my children and my family more than anything. Um, and so it's been, it's been so nice to, um, you know, when you live 22 years in a relationship, um, that wasn't healthy, like I did, and you're just barely hanging on and living in survival mode. I mean, I have things that I know I have to address with my own kids and, and apologize for and own and, and just promise to do better now that I'm aware. Um, and I think again, that letting go of that shame of not getting it right when they were younger and being able to say, I recognize that it wasn't, I wasn't my best me in that moment, but I can promise to give you the best of me moving forward. That's been very transformative for um, my relationship with my kids. That's so beautiful. And isn't that just like, that is one of the most important relationships in, in your life. And to be able to role model that for them, that you can take ownership and that you can apologize. How powerful is that? Like kudos to you, right. For not only doing your own work, but then being willing to take ownership. And then that's how we heal relationships. And that's how we can totally redefine what a relationship looks like and turn the page, right? Like create a new way of being. Um, that's, that's really, really exciting. I want to go back a little bit to the program and just ask you, I, I'm always curious about this. Like everyone who graduates, I want to know, um, like what was your favorite part or what was the most like powerful part mm. of the work that you did with us? I think the relationship inventory was pretty huge. Um, to be able to have the opportunity to revisit things in a very safe way of like, I get to just get it out. Um, I love to write. And I love to journal anyway. So that really speaks to my soul. <laughs> um, and I, I made sure that I gave it the time that it needed. That's what another thing I loved about the program is it's like, you know, you, it's not like you're here, like, come on, get it done. Like you, you take your time on, cause I think probably everybody has different sections that they struggle with more than others. And so um, I really yes. wanted to give this part the time and attention that it needed. And so I, I started taking like one relationship a day. And kind of journaling about that one and um, being able to just go back and recognize, you know, I mean, every, there's two parts in every relationship and the things that weren't working, my own role in that and and just kind of giving it the closure that I needed. I think um, that was huge for me. That was a really big part. I love hearing that. That is such a powerful exercise. And that was one that I know when I did that in my own life, that that was when things really started to change for me. And you're so right about the ownership piece of acknowledging our role in things. Obviously, it's always two people. And at the same time, how empowering is it when we can acknowledge what we're bringing, right? And that, that that's what we have control over is how we are showing up, right? Um, I'm curious too. So I know you mentioned the relationship with family and your kids, and it's so beautiful. What about in dating? How has your approach to dating and attracting your person? How has that changed after going through the program? Well, I think that just my entire view of it has changed. I think when you are a mid forties woman and you're single, single mom, you've got three, you know, really older kids. Um, and especially I got married at such a young age and then was married. I mean, I was married for 22 years. That's a long time. And, um, you know, you just assume, I think initially, I know I did that 
um, well, I've got to, I've got, I've got to find my person. Like I, if I don't find my person now, like I'm going to be single forever and I'm never going to, like, it's never going to happen for me. Right. I think that, I think that being a, older puts a little, mm. you feel a little more pressure that way. And it's interesting that this program and becoming so secure with like who I am and really embracing, like getting still, I'm still getting to know myself still, um, that it's removed all of that pressure for me. And I just know it's like, I'm going to attract, like it's going to happen. I, it doesn't, I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't, you know, I used to have very strict ideals on, you know, uh, timelines and all of this sort of stuff. And, and I think now I'm just more open to the possibility of just making sure that whenever it happens, I'm going to be fully like aware of like what it is that I want, what I want in them, how I want to be able to show up in it. And I have just taken a lot of peace in Mm. um, getting myself to like my self-love place so that that can happen. So I feel very relaxed about it. I mean, I I, I, (laughs) I have so much to say about this because I like (laughs) wrote down notes. I'm like, okay, like 18 things to say. Um, First off, awesome, right? Like that's exactly where you want to be. And two words came to me as you were talking. One is certainty, which brings you that peace and that relax, right? Like the certainty that, yeah, of course it's happening. It's on its way to me. And then the second word, the most beautiful word for us, especially as you know, high achieving women is surrender, mm-hmm. is releasing the need to control the how, right? And then you also started talking about something that I was thinking about today, actually. I was like in the shower and I was like, I need to just talk about this more, which is um, clarity on your standards. Like you, you know what you want. Like I hear that, like you, you know what you want you know what it looks like and you have that clarity on standards, but then you're also releasing the pressure and releasing the expectations, right? So this sets you up to enjoy dating. You go on dates, you know what your standards are, you know how you want to feel, you know what it looks like, but you're not putting the pressure and the expectations on the moment for it to be that thing. And then the other thing is discernment which I want to ask you about. I mean, do you feel like now, are you better able to say no if the person's not the right fit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think you just, um, I didn't initially or before the program, I think I just didn't understand. I loved all the work we did on your red, green, and yellow flags. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I need a, like a little cheat sheet card of that to just <laughs> carry around with me. I love that. Cause I just never considered some of those things before. Um, and again, that goes back to that, having to work hard for it, feeling like I have to earn it. Um, and then for me, the, I think the biggest theme is like authenticity and like just knowing that when I show up as my authentic self, like that is enough. It does not have to be a performance it is enough or it's not. And if it's not, then okay, then that's, you can move on (laughs) and being okay with that. So good. It's so good. And when you have this as the foundation, it just makes, it just makes dating fun. It just makes it sustainable. Cause I think about all of us who like, we'll date and we'll go on so many dates. And then we're just like, Hey, I'm over this, right. And you (laughs) get out of the dating world. But when, when you are showing up this way, it just makes it sustainable. You can, you could be patient and secure 
and know that it's on its way and you can enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I've just, um, I'm really just kind of enjoying, I, I mean, I, I'm just kind of enjoying myself and my friends and my like new job and, and, and all these new things that have kind of propped up themselves in my life that I really believe are directly related to how I'm showing up in my own life now. Yeah. And it sounds like such a more empowered place. Absolutely. Yes. Instead of, instead of like just being at the mercy of my circumstances, um, just being more empowered and understanding that at the end of the day, like I'm like, things are going to continue to happen around me, but I get to choose how I show up every day. Oh, that's exactly what I would want for everyone in the program. So thank you for sharing all this. It gets me so excited. I I love getting to watch transformations like yours. That's why I do what I do. Um, Okay. You brought up something early on in our interview and you talked about the difference between therapy and coaching. I have my thoughts on this. I could talk on it, but I think it'd be really cool for the audience to hear from you. How, how do you feel that coaching was different from therapy? Um, it's just so much more action oriented and guided. Um, I think what was great was, you know, when I'm, when I was, when I do therapy sessions, cause I do it occasionally or, you know, whatever, and I've done it m- more consistently before, but, um, again, the conversation is great, but I feel like if you're someone who, who kind of understands and is self-aware, there's really not a lot that's going to happen above and beyond that. And sometimes there are topics that are okay to just, if you want to just talk it out so that you can get it out, that's fine. Um, but I think the coaching aspect of things was the reason it made a difference for me is knowing that, okay, I have the self-awareness, but I also have the tools and the direction to do something with it. Um, because I kind of just thought, well, I'm reading these books and I'm going to therapy. And so I have all this knowledge in my head, but I don't really know how to put it into practice every day. Um, and so it was kind of frustrating for me, but what I loved about your program is, you know, the tasks that I could do in the meantime, the one-on-one coaching sessions to kind of touch base about the tasks that I was doing to ask questions, to get guidance, um, the group coaching calls, listening to other women share things and then having aha moments based off of what they said. Um, it just made me feel like I was moving forward instead of just kind of sitting stuck in the same spot. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, that's definitely kind of how this program was born as I was seeing people at therapy and I was helping people get so much awareness. And then I saw that gap of, well, what do you do with the awareness? Right. So I love that that was your experience and the community. I love you mentioned the community, what a difference it makes to just know that you're not alone and just to learn from other women who are doing the same work. Um, so powerful. And I think it's, it's really important to realize that this is obviously like a lifelong process. And at the same time, when you have a guided framework like this, which, you know, it's like, it's sequential, like you couldn't do module three before module one, like it's sequential. Right. And when it's, when it's concentrated, it's guided, it's helped so many people, you do get to become a different version of yourself on the other side. And yes, it's lifelong work, but you'll be so much farther ahead than if you just try to do it yourself or like, you know, 
listen to this podcast and then try to write your own journal entry. It's like, no, like all of us, including myself, anytime I've made major transformations, it's because I had a mentor. Like I had coaching. I had someone who was in the place I wanted to be. So I love that, you know, you're sitting in your car and you had that moment, even after listening to the podcast and you were like, okay, I need guidance. I need a framework. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's funny. Um, last week, one of my best friends, uh, was in town for a work thing and we met for dinner and we were just laughing and talking and about getting ready to like wrap it up. And she looked at me and she was like, that relationship program was the best thing you could have ever done for yourself. You seem like a completely different person in a good way, obviously. So, and, and, and she's been somebody, my little friend group, um, they've been the ones that have kind of really been the glue that has helped to hold me together in some pretty rough times. And so for somebody to just come out and say that it was, um, very, uh, just reaffirming that, you know, doing the work works. I love that. And I love when people in our life can reflect that back to us. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm curious what you would want to say to someone listening to this who maybe they're crying in their car. Maybe they're scared to leave a relationship or they're really scared to do the work on themselves. What would you say to that person that that's feeling fear? Um, I would just tell them that you, I mean, you deserve the kind of time and effort that it takes to get yourself to where you want to be. Um, you are an investment. You can invest in yourself. It's the best thing you'll ever do. Um, you deserve it. And it, it doesn't have to always feel that way. Life doesn't have to feel that way. It can feel so much better. Even on the days that it doesn't feel great, it can feel better because you have the tools that you need to handle whatever gets thrown in your direction. And um, I just think that if someone was listening, like I and felt like I was to just know that they are worthy of the kind of self-love that is like real, true self-love. And, and your program really teaches that. And I think that's the biggest gift that it gives. So beautiful. I think that was, that was really encouraging. And yeah, I love what you said about I think just that hope that life doesn't always have to feel the way that it feels that you, you really can feel good. You can feel excited about life. Relationships can feel good and can feel easy. My friend, Susie Moore, she always says, let it be easy. And I think so often in life, we don't see that. We don't see that that's available to us, but it is, it is available and you're living proof of that. (laughs) What a, what a powerful story, Kristen. I so, so appreciate you. Um, I know there's a lot I could talk to you about, but is there anything that we haven't talked about that you feel like the audience should know? Oh gosh. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I think we, I think we kind of hit everything. Um, I, I, I did, I had something kind of happen this last week that was really big career wise. I know that you knew how much I had struggled this year when I came. I mean, you remember, yes. I mean, I've had a coaching session with you and I was just crying yes. about work because I couldn't handle I it. Um, and one of the things that I, I think one of the biggest things that I worked on was showing up as my authentic self. I was a big masker, um, just trying to fit in with everybody. And, you know, um, I would say the last, gosh, once I started your program. So the last part of my school year, I was really working hard on just showing up as who I was every day in my job. And, um, 
you know, I, I got some really good feedback at the end of the year about how one of my kind of superpowers in my job is how good I am at building and established relationships with the people that I work with and the families that I work with and things like that. And um, just this last week, I found out that I got moved and placed kind of in what I would consider my dream job campus in my district. And kind of the thing that was the sole driver in that was my, my boss told me that my ability to create positive relationships was one of the main reasons why they placed me where they placed me. And when I tell you that it's mm-hmm. like a huge deal, like it's a huge deal, it's going to be, um, it's going to be great for me this year. So I'm so very excited. And I think that's one of those things where it just reinforces that when you show up as yourself and you're showing up as, uh, you know, the best you can and, and doing the work, things come in your path that maybe wouldn't have yes. before. Oh, well, I am celebrating you. I will raise my kombucha to you tonight. (laughs) I don't drink, but I will cheers you with my kombucha. And I'm just so proud of you. I mean, I, I definitely see that. And I love how you're pointing out like this work is not just about romantic relationships. It's about family. It's about career and the whole big life that you're creating. And for you to be recognized, that's just more confirmation from the universe that when you do radically accept yourself and show up authentically that everything you deserve comes your way. So I'm excited for you. And you've always been such a bright light. I want to just like give you that feedback of like, I've felt that from day one and you just have so much love and positive energy. And I'm glad that you are where you are in that position because people really need someone like you in that work. Um, and yeah, and I'm just excited for you to keep keep shining and showing up as your authentic self. It's beautiful. I'm excited too. I'm very, very hopeful about just life in general. It just feels really good. I love it. I'm so happy that you were willing to share your story with us and get vulnerable with us. You know, I really appreciate that. It's been such a fun conversation. And um, the last thing I always ask every guest this, Uh, If you're walking down the street and a random person comes up to you and they want your best life advice of the moment, what would you say? Um, I think I would go back to what I said about showing up authentically as yourself every day, because when there is a lack of authenticity in yourself, it denies the world, the uniqueness of who you are and the gifts that you have to offer to the people around you when you just show up as who you are, no one else on this earth can do that. So it, it's, it's just a gift to others to share who you are with them. And, mm. and then to yourself too, because when you're really getting in tune with who you are and owning that, so much of those kind of more unhealthy characteristics, like the people pleasing and the codependency and things like that, I find that being authentic really kind of takes care of so much of that. That's so beautiful. That's so true. The deep identity work really kind of gets rid of those, you know, un- unhelpful behaviors and ways of being. Um, that's, that's such a great share. Thank you so much. I was going to say, you know, you become a love magnet, not to plug my <laughs> book, but like, that's kind of the purpose of the book is like, how do you become a magnet for what's meant for you? And it's that same idea. It's like you, you step into who you really truly are and you develop that foundation of unconditional self-love and knowing that you're enough 
And then it's easy. You do, you attract the things that are meant for you. You become a love magnet. So Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, Kristen, thanks for joining us. This has been so fun. So appreciate you. (laughs) And everyone, if they want to connect with you, what's the best way that they could say hello and say, thank you for being on the show. Um, I'm on Instagram. That's probably the best way. Yeah. And what's, um, your, I mean, what's your handle? It's, it's Kristen underscore bourgeois underscore. Okay. We'll put it in the show yeah. notes too, but yeah. I'm sure you'll have some people reaching out who really, you know, connected with your story. So I want to make sure they can, they can yeah. send you a thank you message. Yeah. Um, I'd love that. I love it. Cool. Well, thank you, Kristen. You're such a great example of someone who came into the program and just really changed their life. So thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you. I'm so incredibly grateful for you and what you do and and the opportunities that you offer to women out there like me who just need a little bit of direction. Mm, That means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, Kristen and I are wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.